I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 45. Oh, you were on it. Mm-hmm. Looked it up. Already saved the thing. I am so freaking proud of you. Being on top of things. It's Wednesday. Just not on top of what you wish you were. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> no, other people are on top of shit. Okay, I have to start by saying, Carrie, you have to tell the story of your week last week. And we were eating dinner. It was a rough week. <laughs> I cried quite a few times. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her crying. She is. I am. At one point, though, I don't even know what it was, but I just was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I mean, bawling. This bitch, this is why we're eating dinner. This bitch does the whole, like, Big Bang Theory, like, they're there. But she, there, there's me with a pack of crackers. Saltine crackers. Like, doesn't even, that bitch don't even go-go gadget on me. She just tests me with some saltines. They're there. Hey, it made you laugh and sucked up some of those tears so we could finish eating. <laughs> my food was getting cold. So, I mean, well, in my defense, I asked if you wanted me to hug you. Oh, and I said, fuck no. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure those are my actual yes. words. <laughs> fuck no. So, there's that. But it was just so funny. I was like, well, I mean. I mean, this girl did not even put forth the effort to reach out. She just picked up a brand new thing of crackers. They're there. Uh, I mean, carbs, they are our love language. I mean, it it helped. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, and Tally for Donna, she was right about the podcast cold. Uh, duh. Uh, you know what? I told this. I shouldn't have told her this because the head's going to get big. But, well, bigger. <laughs> bigger. <laughs> because I was like, you know, I really should start listening to Donna more. Because <laughs> I started listening to cold. Because I think you even told kind of like a snippet of it on here. Like, yeah, he goes camping mm-hmm. in like a blizzard when his wife's missing. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. And I started listening. I was like, oh, this is what Donna was talking about. <laughs> Oh, this is good. Uh-huh. And then I thought about another podcast that you said like that, and I was like, meh, barely listen. And then I was like, oh, damn, this is good. <laughs> I was like, damn it, I should actually start listening to her. Yes. God. She says some good shit sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, other times I just say, oh, God. <laughs> but that was good. That's that's a good podcast. I cannot wait to know where it goes. Girl. I'm same. on episode eight. On episode 11, it came out today. Already listened to it. Dang. I don't know what to say. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, and you know what else, too? One of my favorite things is that when people message us on Facebook or, like, comment in the group and stuff. Like, yeah. When they've when we tell a story and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's in my hometown. Or, yes. holy crap, my mom knew the person who knew the person who did this. Right. And, you know, like, I love getting that stuff, all that information, because it's like a stuff we would have never known, yeah. you know? Well, and that's stuff that they could send also as a sinister sighting. True. Okay. I'm just going to put this out there. I want stories of weird shit your kids do. Oh, yeah. Because kids can be so creepy. And we've had some stories from, like, Valerie and stuff who... You know, it's yes. just like those one-off things that are like, uh... Tim, my kid's reincarnated. Yeah, or, he's gonna kill me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, 
funny but creepy, I want those stories. Yeah. So, please, send those stories in. Where are they going to send them? Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Bam. Or you can go on our website, which is? Aparanormalchicks.com. <laughs> okay, enough of the plugs. Like, subscribe, review. <laughs> God, you sounded like a... I'm choking you. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but okay. I don't know why you as the choker I, <laughs> would be talking like the chokey. <laughs> well, it's a lot of pressure. You oh, know. okay. I just ate, so... <laughs> that gives you extra leverage. You're fuller. <laughs> okay, you start us off. I do, I do. Before we start... Everyone was cracking up at those stories about me walking in on my mom and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I went back and listened to that because everybody was cracking up. And I was like, damn, I, well, first of all, I didn't remember we were leaving that in. I mean, which is totally fine. Like, not, yeah. oh, my God. But I forgot. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, I got to go back and listen to this. And I was laughing just as damn hard. <laughs> well, I have another story real quick. Oh, shit. Well, just to show you how, like, my mom is not like other moms, okay? Mm-hmm. She has no filter. That's where I get it from. And that's why Carrie's terrified of a live show. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my God, you need to have a bleeper, like, anytime, just be like... The whole show would be... <laughs> it would sound like the damn cable just went off the air. <laughs> True. The first time that she met my friend, Sabria, and her husband, I don't even know why we went over there, but my mom went over there, probably just to see her fucking house, because my mom's nosy nosy as fuck. And I was like, okay, well, because she lives kind of far away, so I guess what? I was like, mom, ride with me, because again, codependent. She transferred it from her mom <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, got to have somebody. So we went out there. My mom had never met them before. Maybe, maybe saw Sabria, but never met John. Okay, yeah, she had met Sabria, never met John. And the first thing she says when she sits down... Like, hey, how are you? Then she's like, did I tell y'all that me and, my, <laughs> me and Donna's dad had oral sex? And, the, like, John <laughs> is not that kind of person. So he's like, uh, uh. And, like, I'm like, what? I mean, this, she did not say, hey, this is what I'm going to say up in here, you know? And I'm like. What? Well, one, I know they didn't. So, I mean, she ain't get on top of him anymore. Okay. It was past that time. Her, her oxygen line didn't reach. Yeah, oxygen line didn't reach. She had her fucking O2 syndrome. Ah, too much, too much. Okay. Anyway. But, I mean, and her hip probably wouldn't let her get up. Never mind. But so they're like, uh, and she's like, you know, we passed each other in the hall and we said, I said, fuck you. He said, fuck you too. And that was our oral sex. <laughs> I was like, mom, I work with these people. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> and I don't really know John. Yeah. And they are not. No. Like they are so like, not. Yes. <laughs> like, Okay. I mean, but that did break the ice for John to, I mean, I still definitely step over boundaries all the freaking time, but he was like, all right, everything else, like, you get it from your mama. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, first thing. (laughs) You know, that she was concocting that shit the The whole whole way there. The whole fucking time. (laughs) 
the whole time. Like, really? I'm surprised she even fucking told it right. True, true, true. <laughs> who knows? But anyway, I just thought that was so, like, I was thinking, what else, like, could I tell them? But that popped in my head. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-mm. And then from then on, like, she wanted to tell that joke all the fucking time. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. It's funny. <laughs> like, damn, it's going to be a threesome because fuck you. <laughs> oh, my shit. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never say that to my mama. Yes, you would. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. But that was only if we were playing phase 10. Yeah. <laughs> you said, fuck you in the game. <laughs> One time, they're like, oh my God. One time, I could do a whole fucking podcast about my mama. I don't know about y'all, but when we play fucking games, we're ruthless. Namely me. But my mama, this time, I don't know what was going on. She probably had her fucking, like, whatever she took. America. Uh, no, it wasn't Lyrica. Gabapentin. No. Damn. Neurotin. Neurotin. Sorry, that was really loud. Sorry. Neurotin. Yeah, neurotin. Can we say it one more time? <laughs> she took neurotin. Okay. But, she needed it. She wasn't like recreationally using it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. She needed it. But she was not a drinker. Like, one sip, she's gone. She's singing fucking Christmas carols on the 4th of July. No joke. That happened. Yeah. So... She was, like, drunk when she took this medicine. I don't know why she took it right before we were playing Phase 10, but (laughs) Carrie would sit after her, and this bitch... Reaped all the fucking benefits. Yes, she... So she would throw... Carrie, everything Carrie's picking up, she's putting down. So that would piss me off, because I'm like, motherfucker. But anyway, she did something like Carrie went out or something and my mama threw her cards at Carrie and I was like mama she was like it's a game not like in my face like at me on the table and it was not like I laughed it wasn't real I don't know why mama (laughs) I have no idea like we are those people but I was just like grab my pearls what's going on Anyway, so that is Patty Joe corner of the day. <laughs> you can't put baby in a corner, actually. So, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, my God. That shit's That's so going to be called our dis bitch moment. <laughs> 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 and now on to serious topic. I want you to picture it. Closing my eyes. You are with your friends on a Friday night. Everyone's having a great time. And as the skies darken, one friend throws out a dare of going to search for the green man. Y'all hop in your car and make your way to the outskirts of Pittsburgh to a place called Piney Fork. It's a quiet, heavily wooded area. There's a tunnel that was built to service coal mines, but it's now known as the Green Man Tunnel. You drive into the tunnel, turn off your headlights, and call out to the green man, either by honking your horn or saying, Hey, green man! (laughs) I don't think that's right. I mean, maybe people did. Hey, green man. Hey, greeny, greeny, greeny. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know. Seems unlikely. (laughs) If you're lucky or not so lucky, out of the depths of the tunnel, a glowing green apparition will appear. If he touches your car, his electrical charge will either stall the vehicle or make it to where it won't turn on. What? 
after you freak the fuck out and have no way out. Well, you hurriedly back out after it comes back on. Oh, it, oh, I just assumed it like fried the motherboard. No. <laughs> well, cars don't have those. Well, they do, but this ah. is back in the day. Ah. I think they're having trouble picturing it now. <laughs> <laughs> so after a few minutes, your car will start back up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll be quiet. So you freak out, back out. And if you look in your rearview mirror, you may see a green glow in the distance following you home on the country roads. So who is a green man? Why is he green? So there's one origin story that said he had been working in a factory, fell into acid, and it deformed him and caused him to glow. Then another version said he was struck by lightning. And so he had like a little glow around him. Then another one said that he had radioactive contamination and that caused his disfigurement and the green skin. And all the stories claim that he roamed the streets at night and he would chase teens who were parked on the country roads. During the day, he would hide in like abandoned buildings and then also at that tunnel is where, like, he would wait for teens. He's known as the Green Man, Charlie No-Face, and the Monster of Beaver County. I know that you were doing a longer story. Like, I don't know what your story is, Mm -hmm. but you said doing a long one. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to do a short story. And I was like, let's do an urban legend, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I stumbled on this, and I was like... Ooh, this sounds scary. Like, yeah, love this kind of stuff. Well, reading about it, it went skirt, totally different way I thought it was going to go. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Like most urban legends, there is some truth rooted in this legend. However, the truth is heartbreaking and mm-hmm. not at all scary in the way you might think. God. I don't want to know. Just kidding. Tell me all of it. It's bad. Oh, shit. So, there was a real man behind the green man legend. So, picture it again. This is in 1919. A nine-year-old boy named Ray Robinson. I'm going to just call him Ray because two R's don't make a right. Okay? (laughs) Um, (laughs) He was walking with his sister and some friends to the local watering hole, which was a pool, mm-hmm. back in the day, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. They noticed a bird's nest, and it was up in a tree next to an abandoned trolley. Like, it says trestle, but I'm guessing it's like a stop, mm-hmm. you know? So, there's two versions. One where Ray wanted to get a closer look, and then one that he was dared to do it because a year earlier same area this kid died from touching the trolley cable oh and so we think it was more we think it was more of a dare yeah than him just like wanting to see the bird so he goes up there he's not afraid of no dare and he accidentally touches that cable Again, a year ago, mm-hmm. it killed a kid. Why is it still live? Because it's abandoned trolley. Like, it's not oh, yeah. working. Shit, I don't know. Yeah. Well, 
He was severely electrocuted. Oh. He was shocked with 11,000 volts of electricity, pushed back to the ground by it. Like, Well, at least it did that so he didn't stand there and hold it. You know what I mean? Well, it burnt his face, <gasps> arms, and torso. Oh. It left holes where his eyes and <gasps> nose once were. Oh, shit. Yes. His ears were misshapen. And his mouth was kind of twisted to the side, and it was basically two swollen pieces of skin that just, like, formed his mouth. Holy shit. And he was basically toothless then from it. His arms were maimed. He, one of his hands were blown completely off, and then he ended up having to, like, get the rest amputated to right at his elbow. God. So... I can't even imagine his suffering. And this is back in 1919. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they have all the medications. Well, shit, they use like cocaine and shit. True. Actually, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's where it's like really sad. This oh, is, all that wasn't I mean, really it sad. is. But again, this is back in 1919. So people who were deformed or just didn't look normal, quote, quote unquote. unquote. Yeah. They weren't paraded outside. They were more isolated. Yeah. You kept that hidden. Well, that or they were like in a freak show and they yeah. were paraded in that way. Right. But they yes. couldn't live like regular lives. Yeah. He grew up with his family in Copel, Pennsylvania. I think I'm saying that right. K-O-P-P-E-L. Copel. Copel. Copel, Pennsylvania. So he wasn't quote-unquote, mistreated. But like I said, he was isolated, ostracized. But even by his own family, they would eat separately from him. (gasps) Yeah. He tried to make the best of it. He loved baseball. And he had a radio, so he would listen to it on the radio because he couldn't watch it on TV because he's blind. Shit. Did they have TV in 1919? I don't know. Me neither. I mean, I should be a history major, but well, I'm sure that that wasn't in one of your classes. So the TV came out. In <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was, but and an avid TV watcher, I should know. <laughs> <clears throat> and it seems like a Jeopardy question that I would like to know. Yeah. Anyway, but I don't. I'm just making that assumption that, or not assumption. I'm just making that clear that he is blind. Yeah. Well, because he has no eyeballs anymore. Right. Like it's serious. Oh God. Poor baby. Bless him. I, like, I can't even. How old was he again? Nine. Nine. Oh. Nine. He learned to read Braille, and he would spend his time, I think, weaving, really, but wallets, belts, and doormats out of old tires, and he would sell it for, you know, to help out with yeah. everything. When he became an adult, his family made a small apartment in their garage, for him, garage, whatever, uh, in the place where your cars park. Uh, <laughs> so that was his little apartment. Yeah. He didn't really go out, like I said, ostracized. So finally he was like, I got I got to get out. Like, I'm, I'm over these fucking old tires, you know? Yeah. And he went... Around the block. He wanted to walk around the block. Just simple walk. Well, people would, like, run from him. And so his neighbors 
were like, can you not walk in the neighborhood? Because my kids are scared of you. Oh, God. So he went back to being a recluse until he was like, no, I'm going to walk. But he would only do it at night. Yeah. Only alone, like dark night, not just like five o'clock. Yeah. So from these walks is where the green man legend came from. Because high school kids would see him walking on the side of State Route 351. And so he was like a local lore mm-hmm. of that man that walks, blah, blah, blah. And so they called him Charlie No-Face. I mean, because his face was deformed. I don't know why Charlie. I was just trying to think, like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I could not find it. I mean, his name was Ray. Why not Yeah, Ray No-Face? I mean, terrible, but... Where Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, where'd Charlie come from? Because, like, he's an actual person. Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. So, they say the green man came from, he would wear this, like, army jacket. Mm-hmm. And so, there are lights hitting it. It was green. Yeah. And, like, you know, you see halos at night around stuff. So, mm-hmm. it was, like, glowing. Also, he wore some flannel shirts and stuff. And they said... That, too, would be, like, the halo effect. But also, he was very pale. And they said from the sh- the electrocution, it could his skin could have really had, like, a hint of a green just because it was so pale. Hmm. They said also, his, because his nose was an open wound. Yeah. That it would become infected. Oh. And there would be, like, green gunk coming Poor out of baby. it. And so that also aided in his name. Bless it. So, some people would stop and talk to him. Mm-hmm. Because he became that fixture, like, oh, there goes yeah, Charlie No-Face. I hate to say that, but, you know, yeah. like, that's just the name. And this dude was a hustler because he would exchange, he'd be like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. Because, again, people are like, ooh, let's take a picture. Because yeah. he's like a local fucking legend in exchange for cigarettes and beer. Dang. So it's like, how, like, that's well, so funny. Baby. Yes. I'm like, get it, right? Get it. The people who would stop and speak to him and take pictures, you know, like, they got to know him. Mm-hmm. And they said he was the kindest person ever. Super nice. Not awkward, not... You know, anything that you would think a recluse might be. Right. Well, because he wasn't a recluse because of, like, some sort of mental illness that made him need to be, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Not that that would make you, you know what I mean? Yes. But I think a lot of people, if you're not normal in their eyes, then you're going to be, like, everything's not normal about you. So, that was just such a shock to these people because he was a quote-unquote monster, but he was... Kind. Kind, smart, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the same stuff as them, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Because isn't that usually how it happens? Mm-hmm. You don't like somebody because they're different from you, and then you actually start talking to them, and you're like, oh, we're the same. Yes. Every fucking kid book. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens, because, folks, that's true. Exactly. We all bleed green. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't... <laughs> Charlie No-Face, as he was known, became most popular in the 1960s. Damn. Mm-hmm. Because he would cause traffic jams 
because people would slow down trying to see him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we're going out at midnight and like slow cruising. But then it's like, oh, he's normally seen here, you know, and like stopping Mm -hmm. in the fucking middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And then some other jack ankles looking out the window. Mm -hmm. If you didn't understand what traffic jams were, then you know. (laughs) I'm so glad you clarified. (laughs) I would not have understood. I know. But that's just how much of a celebrity, but in the the wrong way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Which, God bless him. He's just getting out. Mm-hmm. Trying to get his exercise. Not in. doing it during the day. Like you fucking asked him right. to Right. And it's like. Meanwhile, he's pretty fucking impressive that he could walk that block. Blind. I mean, and I, like. I mean. I, sorry, how do you no. learn? No, I know. But I'm saying, like, how do you, you know, like, did he have a, a white stick? Did he have a. He like, did. He okay, did okay, have okay. a little cane. Okay. All right. So here's. Get your Kleenex ready. Oh, God. Because not everyone was nice to him. And teenagers would prank him. No, no, no. I can't hear. Right? Oh, I was so pissed. Like, oh, so pissed. They would pretend to swerve like they were going to hit him. So all he can do is hear like an engine revving coming up. And then they'd swerve like where they missed him. And so, he his walks that were his time out in the world, he couldn't even relax. Fuck those people. Oh, it gets worse. Sometimes, they would give him a ride. It said, toss him out. Which, I hope they did not do that. Hopefully, these people just took liberations with that. Like, they exaggerated? Yeah. But, they would drop him off at locations he didn't know. What? Yeah. So, ho- I'm in my head, they drop him off, but a friend, like someone who's friendly to him, picks him up and takes him home. That's in my head. He didn't walk far. Okay. Because, bless it. Here? I, like, I'm not even joking. My heart's beating fast. I, girl, I was boiling. This is unspeakable to me. Because he liked beer. They would urinate. I knew that's where you were going. Mother. Mm -hmm. And give it to him. Fuckers. So he learned and would never take an open beer. Yeah. Again. And it's like, this is why we can't have nice things. Fuck. This is also why I can't fucking have kids. I would. Oh. You. Oh, you don't even want to know what I do to my fucking child. You know what I'd fucking do to my child? Blindfold the ass. Make them walk around for days. Bird box. Who dis? I, I'm so pissed. I know. Like, I am actually pissed at this. Oh, there's more. No, no, no. There can't be. Just a little bit. Oh, you have to tell me fast because I can't take it. Okay. Some would get out of their cars and beat him. Like, beat him bad enough that he actually got a pistol to bring with him on his walks because he was beat so bad. I know. I know. Okay, we got to, okay. <laughs> but I'm going to say that everyone said he did not let them stop him. He kept walking. He kept being positive, being nice, you know, and that, like how, one, how strong of a human to have your world shattered at nine years old and you have to learn to completely Live and thrive 
a way that no one really understands. Mm-hmm. No one cared to understand. Mm-hmm. And in so much pain. God. You know, like Emotional uh, and physical. Yeah. And then to be a light in this darkness, like, oh, this is why I wanted to do this when I learned that it's not the legend that I was thinking and it's not scary in a paranormal way, but it's way, like, needs to be told, you know, that, I don't know, it's just eye-opening because, damn, there's a human behind this and, Mm -hmm. oh, God, tragic. Okay, so, like I said, not everyone was bad. I mean, people would seek him out to be like, here's some beer, here's some cigarettes, like, with nothing in return. Just like, hey, let's talk about the game, let's do this, Mm -hmm. whatever. There's a guy named Pete Pavlovic. He was, like, now 60 when he was interviewed. But he said that they used to go out and, like, seek him out to give him beer. And he said that everyone would meet at his place of work which it was a diner which it like mm-hmm. how classic yeah you know but then they would head out to find the green man like that's that was it that was their friday night like hey let's find him let's give him some beer hang out whatever uh he said that people who didn't know about him so if you know joe Schmo join their group, and that's what they do on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. He had never seen him. Like, they would freak out and be like, we got to call the cops. Like, that guy is a monster. This is terrible. And you just have to explain to him. And then they're like, oh, okay. You know, just that knee-jerk reaction. And it's, God, like, it is so sad. It is. It's And it most of the time it stems from ignorance. It does. Yes. But, shit. I mean, like, what do you really think it is? You know what I mean? Like, what do you really think he is? He's not actually a monster. Monsters right. don't actually exist. Uh, well, they do, but... Okay. I mean, but in the form of, like, psychopaths. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's actually... I know, but... The to, fucking Loch Ness monster that's going to murder yes. you. But like, to he's them, this was... It, which is... This is what's hard. It's like, you know his backstory. Like, you knew even this. But even... Now, I'm speaking nowadays. I didn't live back in 1943. And why the same time I said that? year. <laughs> anyway. I didn't live back then, so I don't know how I would have reacted then. We don't have the internet. We didn't have, you know... we They don't... They didn't have the internet. They didn't have TV shows that showed, like, all this shit on TLC that shows yeah. people's different lives and... They didn't have that exposure. So oh, I, my God. So one of the articles I read literally said they did not have TLC <laughs> <laughs> to vlog their life. I, damn. But, yeah, I mean, it's true, though. So they, whatever. So I don't know how I would react if I lived back then. But I know now I wouldn't think that, like, this person just walking was going to, like, try to hurt somebody. Yes. Like, he's just fucking walking. Right. Exactly, I know. So, Phil Ortega, who was a couple, is that how you said it? He was a a resident there, but he also was a schoolmate of one of Ray's sisters. And so, in that same interview, he said that he was, quote, hell of a nice guy. And he said he remembered bringing his dates 
out to look for Ray and bring him Lucky Strike cigarettes. Oh. And it was just like, I, I could just picture. Yeah. You know, 1950, 1960, like. I mean, I watch Mad Men. Right? Okay. So, at. More sadness? No. And this is sweet. Okay. But, like, sad, but sweet. Okay. Because when he was 70 years old, he was forced to stop walking. He walked until he was 70 years old. Why did he have to stop? Because he had to go to a nursing home. Why? And he lived there until he was 74 and he died of natural causes June 11th, 1985. He was buried in a cemetery that overlooks that location where that trolley bridge mm-hmm. was. Like, So he literally overlooks what changed his life. Yeah. Which is, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, it ended where it began. began. Ah. But it just, it reminded me of this old man and lady who was on a, they were on a bike, and he would push the bike while she sat on it. Did you ever see them in town, or were you, like, moved away at this time? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. But, and then when she died, he would, like, walk the bike and stuff. Oh. oh, shit, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't see that. I fucking died right there. Girl. Mm-mm. Mm. That's too fucking sweet. I know. I know. So, I found this article on Thrillist website, and this guy wrote that his dad told him about the green man and was like, I met him. Like, this legend I met. And he said that him and his dad's, not him, he wasn't there. He wasn't even thought of. His dad and his friends were like, we going to see the green man. So, they had, quote unquote, bait for him. A case of beer, a straw, and some cigarettes. <laughs> and when they eventually found him, they pulled over and the driver had said, hey, I've stopped before I talked to him. He's really nice. You know, blah, 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 blah. So the driver gets out and no one else has seen him before. It, again, this is all a legend, mm-hmm. you know, like, because one, I mean, at this point, I feel like a lot of people didn't go out. Like, after midnight yeah. and stuff all the time. I mean, back, I mean now it's like... Nothing good at, happens after midnight, Donna. <laughs> so, and it's foggy that night. So, they can't really see anything. Yeah. They're just like, what the fuck? Like, the boogeyman is about to get in our fucking car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't even imagine. So, he's he was like, I'm on edge, whatever. And so, when Ray gets in, he screamed big and... Because, I mean, I could see it because it's, like, foggy. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, the dun, dun, dun. And then yeah. this guy who you really, you know, like, you've yeah. heard the worst things about, like, he had acid spilled on him. He had, the, you know, right. like, all of this. And then all I'm thinking is, like, a dim dome light. And then, yeah. like, that comes on and he's, like, here, you know? Like, yeah. Because he's, like, getting in the back seat. Right. You know? So he screamed, but then he was like, oh, okay. You know, like, whatever. Because he gave him a beer with a straw, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, he might be the boogeyman, but he's, like, chilling in the back. Yeah. You know, drinking his beer out of a fucking straw, like, just straight chilling with us. So then it was like, oh, we friends, you know? Yeah. I feel like that would be me, like, oh, hey, what up? (laughs) You know? Yeah. 
just that knee jerk reaction. Well, he said that he was like, this guy is just misunderstood. He likes beer, shooting the shit, and talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. (laughs) You know, like, and I think that is the whole message of this story is these people who were never exposed to anything like this, the ones who actually talked to him. Took time. Took time, yeah. But they learned that, oh, the quote-unquote boogeyman, mm-hmm. this horribly disfigured person that mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, he likes shooting the shit. Oh, he's a person. He's like me. And I think we all need that lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm, me included, you know, several times. Yeah. Because we're human, too. But we need to stop saying, but we're human. Yeah. You know? Because we can turn that around and say, but he's human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. It's very profound. Thank you. He said that he recently pulled up pictures of Ray online and he showed his dad. And he said his dad just like sat there like looking and you could tell like just remembering. Mm -hmm. And what he said was he was sorry that he was ever scared of him in the first place. And the guy said that he interviewed several people about Ray to write this and they were mostly his father's age you know Mm -hmm. so it would have been around the same time and they all would like break down in tears about how they treated him or they regretted ever judging him and stuff and that just like I mean it stuck with them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and that right there might help them better their children and, you know, like, pay that forward. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because I know that I have been an asshole to people in my life. for sure. That I should not have and that I 100% regret. But, you know, that were different from me or I didn't understand or whatever. Yeah. As as I grew up and – but, yeah, you can bet your ass that – well, I try my damnedest. That doesn't mean that I always succeed, but – I try to not be that way now and right. learn from those mistakes and then try to make sure the kids in my life don't make those same mistakes. Yeah. Okay. So this was a sweet a guy who was interviewed. He said, quote, and through it all, Ray was never angry. He was never upset. He never asked why me. He kept being positive, being genuine, and being the kind of person and friend we all wish we could be. Everyone will remember the legends, but he meant so much more to so many people, and it really made him happy. And Will Fulton is the one who wrote that article at The Thrillist. And so the little, like, byline, I guess, you know, at the end, it said, Will Fulton is a staff writer at The Thrillist. He would like to have had a beer with Ray. Oh, I was like, uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. So, knowing all the backstory, the legends still exist. Like, some people don't know about Ray, like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's evolved and oh, yeah, all of for this sure. stuff. But so the tunnel is only wide enough for like one car to go through, but it's not even drivable now. Like, the road up to it's not drivable. So, the people who go there now have to park their car get out, and it stores salt there. And so, like, you have to go out there and then, like, honk your horn, get out of the car, 
like be like, hey, great man, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you have to get out and do that. So no thanks. <laughs> no, that I have to get out of the car. Like, I mean, there is security in you having a car door between you and whatever for me. You know what I mean? Yes. Even though he's going to make my car stall? Uh, no. But people have said they see the green man walking, all of that, in which I feel like he probably is. You know, he probably is walking. Oh, yeah. And, like, that makes me happy. I hope people see him walking. Yes. But, so that is the legend of the Green Man slash Charlie No-Face. Golly. Slash the monster of Beaver County, which all of those names are terrible. And his name was Ray Robinson. I will post pictures I found of him in our episode notes on paranormalchicks.com. So now that I've, you know, brought the mood down way low. Well. Oh, God. I'm doing the life slash duo of mother and daughter. <gasps> Dee Dee Blanchard and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Oh, my God. I don't know if you can hear me mouthing it, but this is my favorite. oh my god i love this story i can't wait to hear your take on it so i can tell you you're wrong (laughs) but pop me some popcorn yes i am living for this oh my god you kept this such a secret oh my god did you have any idea this is what i was doing no (laughs) i thought you were gonna do the west memphis three because i wanted to hear that No. Well, I think, was it Michelle messaging us? Yeah. Okay. And she was saying, because there's a new... Well, there's a movie that Jamie King is going to be here, and that's going to be amazing. It's just coming out. Yeah. But Lifetime is what she was talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a couple of new, like, movies about it that's coming out, and so I was like, I got to do her. Yes! I got to do old Gypsy Rose. I will say, the first time I ever heard about her... My life was not complete before I learned about this, but it was sword and scale, and I was like, is this real? Like, whoa. I want to say, I remember SVU doing an episode, like, about this, but not about this. Like, looking back, I was like, oh, fuck. I see you, SVU. Uh Yeah. Um, Ripped from the headlines. uh Uh-huh. But... I feel like I remember this. Like I don't. I I knew about it. I just I can't remember when I knew about it because like because I feel like it's like been coming out lately like huge and I'm like dang that's old. Like I, yes. I thought it was way older than it actually is, but it's only 2016. Yeah. Well, you know why it looks so old because they look old. Yes. Like her mom looks like she's it's it's 1985. Yes. Yeah. All of it, and just, like, what she, like, made her wear and stuff, like... Yeah. Which, I mean, hello, it all... Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I'll let you tell your story. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want me to do it, I can do it from memory, because every time I'm like, what do I want to listen to? Oh, here, let me listen to your take on it. Let me... Okay. <laughs> like, learned about it last year... And have listened to way too many podcasts about it. However, you just said, learned about it. It made me think of, wrote a song about it. Like, here here you go. (laughs) I mean, I could write a song about them. Because 
Gypsy Rose. I, I mean, that right there, It was you knew it was going to be a story. When, yes. you, she, when you named your child Gypsy Rose, you knew she was going to be something. Mm-hmm. This was like a Dateline recently because uh-huh. I watched that again. I was like, uh, I think it was okay. A tw- there was 2020 about yeah, it. Yeah. Like a long, I feel like a long time ago. But anyway. Okay. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> and where do I even begin? I'm... Guess what I'm going to do? Start with the mom. Mm-hmm. Tell a little bit about her and then go into Gypsy and all the all the, all the the business. All the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Dee Dee Blanchard, who was Gypsy's mom, she was born Claudine Pitchery and she grew up in Louisiana. She was born in 1967 and... She got in some trouble as a kid, like, you know, just kind of throughout her whole life. She, some petty theft, but, and it's funny, they said that, like, her petty thievery came, like, <laughs> as retaliation when things didn't go her way. So, like, there was not a whole lot about her background that I have found, so I'm not sure, like, what she was retaliating against, but I'm guessing you have some input. Well, I, well, I don't know about that, but she was... Like, definitely babied and stuff. So, probably that, like, got her way, got her way, got her way. And then when she didn't. It was like, oh, fuck no. And she could do no wrong. Pay attention to me. I'm going to steal this. Yeah. Exactly. She was a nurse's aide, like, in her early adult life. But I don't know, like, if she worked in hospitals, nursing home. I'm not really sure where she worked as a nursing aide. Although, okay. So, well, this, this article said her mother, but one thing... Another thing that I listened to and watched said her stepmother, but it's rumored like after she died, there was a lot of suspicion that came about saying that in 1997, she may have actually killed her mother. Ooh. Yeah, like, okay. One article said, and of course, you know me, I get shit confused whenever some articles crisscross like that, and one, they could be talking about two separate fucking things, and I don't know. But one said that she killed her own mother by denying her food, and then the other thing, like, alluded that it was her stepmom, and she poisoned her. So, which means it's probably none of it's true, but allegedly... Oh, no. It's some truth up in there. So there's her, somebody of the mothering type. I would say it's her stepmom, mm-hmm. because then she's jealous... That her, her dad. dad, yeah, and so that whole that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So when she was twenty four, she had a, a boyfriend by the name of Rod Blanchard, and he was seventeen. She was twenty four. He was I seventeen. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, she got pregnant, and she loved the name Gypsy, and her old Rod. He loved Guns and Roses, and so they <laughs> named her Gypsy Rose. Best name ever. So when she got pregnant, they got married because they were like, fuck, it's, you know, whatever. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. So they got married. Well, then they say that it was because they realized they got married for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. They decided to get divorced. Well, pregnancy is never the right reason. Mm -hmm. Let me just say that. When they separated, she took Gypsy Rose and... Went and did her own thing. I feel like that thrust her into being who she is. Oh, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Like that. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Whoosh. Well, because, but again, like you said, if she was babied mm-hmm. and she did things for attention and all of the above, it's exactly what led down this road. Yeah. So, Claudine, who is known as Dee Dee, 
That was like her nickname. When she gave birth to Gypsy, she was a little premature, not like off, you know what I mean? Not like, oh my gosh, you know, spend months and years in the NICU. You know what I mean? Right. But it was, they say that there there may have been some developmental delay, like with her, just in the skull, not like her brain and, you know. Right. But just, a, you know, a little, because she was a little premature, but there was really no health issues with her. There's also a little bit of, hmm, about when, like, what Gypsy Rose's actual birthday is. So some stuff says it's July of 1991. There's some things that say it could even be as late as 1994. But we know from this story, if you know it, and I will go into, that her age was kind of, hmm. Nobody really knows exactly how old she was. So at this point in time, Rod, her dad, is still involved in her life. And when she was three months old, her mom was like, okay, she has sleep apnea. She's not breathing. She stops breathing at night. And I think she's having seizures at night, too. But she's definitely stopping breathing. So she took her to the hospital. And they ran tests on her. They kept her overnight for a couple of days with sleep monitors on her. And she never stopped breathing. She never had a seizure. Everything was was fine with her. So they discharged her. Well, even though all the doctors are like, there's nothing fucking wrong with her. Take your baby home. She fine. Dee Dee was convinced that she had some sort of health issue that they weren't catching. And she decided with all of her years of medical experience that it was some sort of chromosomal disorder. I mean, mother's intuition. Which is truly a thing. And I don't want to downplay that because, I mean, there are, I mean. Oh, gosh. Yeah. A mother with a sick child is like, don't fuck with them. Hell on fucking wheels. When Gypsy Rose was five, her mom, Dee Dee, said that she was having all these seizures. And because of this chromosomal disorder, she wasn't able to walk anymore. Now, I do also want to say that Wikipedia says that that happened around age seven. And it was related to a motorcycle accident that her mom, that was like her mom's opportunity to say that she couldn't walk anymore. But other things that I read said it was when she was five that she was like, you know, she can't walk anymore. She's confined to this wheelchair. You know, yada, yada, yada. Also, sidebar, I was just reading this article like earlier in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like profound things that people said to you. And it was like quotes that kind of changed your life. And... This one quote, and I'm paraphrasing here, but somebody asked someone who was in a wheelchair, what's it like being confined to that wheelchair for the rest of your life? And they were like, this wheelchair doesn't confine me. It's my freedom. True. Because if I didn't have this chair, I'd be confined to a bed. That is so true. And it's just like that switch in perspective. I don't know. I thought that I like I just read that and I thought that was pretty, you know, poetic and profound. Anyway. Well, so the story around, there there was a motorcycle accident. So that's why I think that this is a little more accurate than the five-year-old thing. Because, so the motorcycle accident they had, basically all she had was like a scratched knee. Like it was not a big deal. I mean, she was eight years, seven or eight years old riding with her grandfather. Yeah, drama queen. Yeah, it was <laughs> not that big of a deal. Legit, it was like a cut-up knee. Didn't even need stitches. Internal issues, Carrie. True. So that's when she said... According to this article, is when she was like, she has such bad injuries. She needs surgery. She can't walk anymore. She's got to be in a wheelchair. And, you know, the family was kind of like, 
Well, she seems like she can walk okay. Like, I don't really know what you're seeing, but... So, Dee Dee was dead set on this wheelchair thing, though. She was like, she needs to be in a wheelchair. She can't walk anymore. We're in, like, 2001 when we think that Gypsy Rose was about eight. She probably really, in real life, was actually about 12 because the age that Dee Dee said that she was was usually about four years younger than she actually was, give or take. Again, it's that truly is, like, a point of speculation because who the fuck knows? So, yeah, so around 2001, when she was probably about eight, Dee Dee was, like, putting her in the Special Olympics. She was the honorary queen at Crew of Mid-City Parade, which is, like, crazy because that's one of the parades we go to when we go. Because that, <laughs> that parade is on the Saturday before Fat Tuesday, and that's the weekend we go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. So it's like, oh, my God, like. Right? I know that crew. Like, I, you know, yeah. that's so crazy. I mean, not like I don't, you know, whatever. So it's like, shit, I know Mid-City, you know? Right. Anyway, but she was like an honorary queen on, for that parade. You know, just started, like, doing all these things because she's sick. She stopped going to school around second grade. Some stuff says it could be as early as kindergarten, but most things say about second grade. She stopped going to school and her mom started homeschooling her because her mom said that, she was too sick to go, and she couldn't keep up with the other kids. And she also said that Gypsy had brain damage from all the seizures and stuff, and that she had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old, and that it never progressed. Mm-hmm. And so her mother used that as a way to manipulate people when Gypsy would say things that were like, what? Her mom would be like, remember, she has brain damage. Right. She's got the mentality of a seven-year-old. She didn't know what she's talking about. Right. In my head, she has that accent. <laughs> but Gypsy did, well, because she didn't have brain in, brain injury or any type of brain damage, or she was typically developed. Anyway, she taught herself to read, and she did it through Harry Potter books. So I thought I that, didn't know that. Yeah, That's so I thought... Funny. Because, we, you know, we got so many Potterheads uh-huh. out here, so I figured they'd appreciate that. So, Gypsy's dad, Rod, ended up remarrying. And after Rod remarried, and like I said, they're separated and all that, Dee Dee moved back in with her her dad and stepmom. And this is where one of the things say it was her stepmom and that she poisoned her with Roundup, weed killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but again. She rounded up something. Mm-hmm. But again... Other things said her mother. Anyway, while she was living at her dad's house, Dee Dee was arrested for like some just little things, like writing bad checks, just some kind of fraud type things. And so, you know, that it kind of makes you go, well, why did her dad not get custody of her? Yeah. If her mom is committing these crimes and her dad's just living his life. And I mean, you never know the nuances. Who knows? You know, her dad is kind of. On some things made out to be this horrible parent. On some things made to be like he tried to stay in her life and right. Dee Dee wouldn't have it. So you don't know the true story. But it's like, damn, did her, her mom got custody just because she was the mom. When she was the one that was breaking the law and he heard the dad wasn't. Yeah. And so all this shit could have been avoided if he'd have just gotten fucking custody. Dee Dee's parents were like, hmm, about all the treatments and stuff that Gypsy was getting because they were like, you know... I really don't think that she needs this. She seems to be fine to us, you know, but she would take her in for all these different treatments, all these different scans and, you know, 
Dee Dee's the one that was like, oh, she's got this. She ha- again has these seizures. I, she has muscular dystrophy. She's gonna. She has cancer. You know, it was all these things that she just decided that Gypsy had. And, well, and she's a nurse. She's that, not though. I know, but like in their minds, she's all about medical. She mm-hmm. knows. She's knowledgeable, and she's her mom. Why? Yeah. Why would we not believe her? Well, her family had started, I guess, second-guessing her enough that she decided to move out of their house. (laughs) Gotta go. When she moved out, though, it said that her stepmother's health went back to normal. Oh, Mm -hmm. fuck. So anyway, so Dee Dee and Gypsy moved to Slidell, which is just east of New Orleans. It's like neighbor is they're basically the same and they lived in public housing they got government assistance for their housing for their bills groceries all of that and also for like the health care and stuff so one thing that dd failed to mention though was that rod was paying her like i think it was like twelve hundred dollars a month in child support really yeah he was he paid child support this whole fucking time Whoa. Yeah. And I'm, I may be wrong about the number, but it was it was like, yeah. it legit was like, holy fuck. And she's still getting all this fucking government assistance because she can't work because she has to take care of her sick daughter. Right. That's not fucking sick. So. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. By the way. <laughs> by the by, she ain't sick. <laughs> so, all this time, too, Dee Dee's taken... Gypsy to, to Children's Hospital in New Orleans, Tulane Medical Center, which has, like, has a huge medical school and is, like, a really great... Ho- I mean, all these are good hospitals, but, like, it's, you know, it's this huge teaching hospital, you know. Now, she's saying that not only does she have some sort of chromosomal stuff going on with the seizures, she's also losing her hearing and vision. And then she said that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy, so they did a muscle biopsy on her, and, of course, it came back negative. Well, she continued to say, even though there was no medical proof that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy, that she had it. She also was telling the doctors that, that Gypsy would have seizures every couple of months, so they put her on anti-seizure medication. And, you know, Gypsy was, a, was tiny. Like, even mm-hmm. for her actual chronological age, not her stated age— she was, like, five feet tall, was very thin. You know, she, her mom never took her to a fucking dentist. So, her teeth were terrible. God fell out. Her. Like, you know, she just, she also had, like, a really mousy voice. And mm-hmm. so, you know, was that learned? Was that forced? Was that because she was kind of playing a part in that that's all she knew was she, you know what yeah. I mean? But she just had this very, like, small, meek, mousy voice. I know. It's so crazy. There's so much I want to know behind the scenes. Like, uh, like this. Her voice. Yeah. You know? Dee Dee said that, that Gypsy had leukemia as a toddler. And she told Gypsy that the medications that they gave her for her leukemia was going to make her hair fall out. So... They should go ahead and shave her head to keep her hair nice and kempt. Is that the word? Yeah. And so Dee Dee shaved her head because she, you know, she's going to be on chemo and her hair's going to fall right. out. Flash forward, spoiler alert, it didn't fucking fall out because she didn't fucking have 
cancer. Ergo, she didn't take fucking chemo. Oh, my god! So, she had this fucking shaved head for, like, her whole damn life, basically. Yeah. Because she's taking this medicine. Gypsy had a feeding tube because Dee Dee said that she wasn't able to eat because of the seizures. She wouldn't, like, she couldn't chew and swallow. So, she had a feeding tube that all of her medicines and food was given through. That right there, like, I am lazy. I swear to God, I was just about to say that. Fuck, I got to chew. I need to be able, like, I don't want meatloaf puree. Well, it wouldn't be. That's the thing. True. Here's the, okay, here's my thing. Okay. We all know I've been working in medical shit for a long time. But also, my grandpa, when he had, after he had his stroke, he did have a feeding tube because he couldn't swallow. Mm Mm-hmm. He was able to do thick and lickens for. Thick and lickens. He was able to do thick and liquids for a little while, but then he had another stroke, and so he lost that ability. So he had to have a feeding tube, and it, pe- feeding tubes are a pain in the fucking ass. Because let me just tell you, you got to flush that shit all the time Ew. with water because it'll get clogged. The medicine, because you squish it up, chop it up, you know, find that shit up, and then you got to. It gets stuck in there. Then the food is expensive. It's fucking cans of food. And Yuck. it's makes it fucks your stomach up. And so it's like, but where when you said that about being lazy, like what I was gonna say is I'm fucking lazy and that shit is hard to take care of. <laughs> and then if it moves, if it does anything, you gotta go back, get an x-ray, make sure it's placed right still. Which of course her mom loved because she got oh, her feeding tube moved. You know. Yes. Uh, Assume that's how she said it. Um, <laughs> but that's where I could never do this because I'm too fucking lazy. Right. I ain't trying to deal with a fucking feeding tube. I'd be like, here, chew a little. Let's just try it, you know? Yes. One, be like, I don't know. Well, and, and like later on, Gypsy says, like, she made me do the wheelchair, but I knew I could walk, and she would some. And she made her have the feeding tube, but she was like, I knew I could chew, and she would some. You know, so it's like, yeah. she knew, but didn't really know when she was young like that. Because, right. I mean, you know what you know because of what people have shown you and taught you. Mm-hmm. And so, her mom told her, you're sick, you can't chew, you need this feeding tube. And so... That's what she knew, and she trusted her mom. Why would she not? Mm-hmm. Well, and then her mom surrounded her with people that believed her mom. Exactly. So no one knew to yeah. say, oh, no, here, try this crystal, which y'all don't have, but it'd be like White Castle. But, you know, those little goodness hamburgers, I mean, you Gut have busters. not lived if you don't eat at least four. <laughs> I mean, you can't have just one of those. No, it's like a fucking Pringle. Once you pop, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. Don't sue us, Pringle. Sponsor us. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> it was my inner uh, Jim Carrey. I was going to say, that was like a weasel laugh. <laughs> it was like Jim Carrey. I feel like he did that on uh thing. Oh, okay. Ace Ventura? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you said Pringle can. Or you said Pringle. Which made me think of that mom or that woman who... Went around, yes, Walmart. Walmart parking lot drinking liquor out of her Pringles can. Yes, on the wheelchair, like on the. I mean, girl, get it right. I'm like, one, they need to have this every Friday, right? Like Walmart, you be making fucking look, rope it off, uh-huh. so it's not dangerous, 
rope it off by where all the other shit's roped off. If uh-huh. ours has been roped off in certain places, I'm like, what? What? Wait, you selling cinder blocks? What the fuck's happening <laughs> exactly. over there? Exactly. I'm like, really? That soil that couldn't be in that empty garden area over there? It's got to be in here, taking up parking Good spots. Good fucking parking spots. I'm not bitter. I'm just saying. Okay. Her mom takes her to the ER all the time, and she had. Multiple surgeries performed on everything. I mean, obviously, the feeding tube inserted. That's a surgery. She had multiple surgery on her eyes. Multiple surgery. Multiple surgeries. Yeah. I think it was like two on one eye, one on the other or something. It was like a lot of surgeries. She had some stuff done with her ears, too, I believe. Like, just a laundry list of shit that her mom made her endure hospital visits, you know, overnight stays, ER visits, all these things, all these tests. Can you imagine the amount of radiation this child's been exposed to through x-rays, CAT scans, MRI? You know what I mean? Right. So if you remember, she's living in South Louisiana. That's where she's from. And we're in the early 2000s. So what happened in 2005 in South Louisiana and South Mississippi and South Alabama? Hurricane Katrina. Mm Mm-hmm. August 2005, Hurricane Katrina. Heat of the fucking summer. It was horrible. Bugs galore. Look, love bugs. And mosquitoes. The number of love bugs. Ugh. You know what? What's crazy is that people that are listening to this right now have no fucking clue what a love bug is. What? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. They're only in certain parts of the U.S. Do you know what I had heard why they are they exist? It's not a thing. Oh. Down in Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a thing. Well, where the fuck they came from? Because they can go right the fuck back. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that they don't do shit. Like, they don't like, fight. They don't... They have know. sex. That's what it is. Look, they live in their best life. Mom, but they fucking get all up on your car... Oh, and ruin they your will paint. ruin the paint. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate a love bug. It sounds like when you're like in the country where mm-hmm. we well where where <laughs> when you're in the country and your country accent comes out, <laughs> Ooh, more than usual. <laughs> My changeling came out there. <laughs> where like I live, it sounds like it's rainy. Yes, when I lived in Houston and I went to one time, I went it was a love bug season, which is every June and. September, September, right? September, yeah. I went to Lake Charles to see my sister, Casey, and we went to her in-law's house, which is like out in, to, to me, fucking nowhere. And when I came back to Houston, like, m- my car was covered. but And my car was like that pearl white color at uh-huh. the time. So, love bugs are drawn to white. Yes. And so, white house, white t-shirt, white car, they gon' fucking love you. <laughs> Literally. And so, <laughs> but uh, anyway... When I pulled up to the car wash in Houston, they were like, what is that? And I was like, it's, a, it's fucking love bugs. What do you mean, what is that? Like, how did they not know? But it's I get- because they don't have them. Did they not have We had them in Houston, though, I feel like. Mm-mm. We didn't? Mm-mm. And in California, I know. Story time. So, my sister used to be married to a guy who's from California. Uh-huh. Well, his mom. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that. Okay. So, his mom came to stay with them one time, and she told the wrong person anyway, but she said... She told your mama? Yes. She (laughs) said, Patty, 
Well, she didn't say it like this because she's not from the South, but... (laughs) (laughs) She probably said, Patty. Oh, (laughs) Patty. What is this? She said, there is some strange bug that has two heads. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what my mom told her. Oh, God. They're called telephone bugs because they have sex and just hang up because they unhook. Yeah. And I'm like... That, like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. No, it doesn't. She said they hook up and hang out, like, hang up. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, Mama, that ain't even right. But she just had to tell somebody that they had sex. You know, like. Yes. I mean. But that's what they do. For those of you who don't know what a fucking love bug is, it's the most useless creature on the planet. And it is. They crawl everywhere. But they, they don't bite. They don't, like, all they do is mate. Yes. And they're only around for, like, a couple of weeks. Like Longest three, weeks ever. It's legit like three weeks where they just kind of, well, I say swarm. It's not that awful. but Oh, it is. Oh, my God. Okay. After Katrina, it was that bad. But anyway, let me tell you, finish telling okay, them what the yeah, bug yeah. is. So it's just a black bug, and it has like a, I don't even know, like a like a, um orange dot on its kind of wings. Yeah. And it, it walks, but it does fly. And then what happens is the male and the female, like their butts basically attach and then they fly together, and they stay literally attached. Mm-hmm. And if you pull them apart, it kills them. Yeah. Because you can pull them apart, because when you're a kid and you're an asshole, <laughs> yes. you, you kill bugs and pull yes. them apart. So if you pull them apart, they die. But then they just have, I mean, you know, if you see the one single one, he's flying out with nobody having sex with him. But the, the big ones are the girls, and the smaller ones are the guys, I think, which is Don't like... Of course. Fucking story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally, I I don't know why I said literally, because I'm just this serious about it. When it's prime love bug season, I'm going to take a video, because when you think about it, it is so gross, because they are just all around you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're talking outside, and you're having to swat Swat. them, because it's not like a gnat where it's just, like, bothering you. It's like... They're bigger. Yeah, they're bigger, and they're just... There. Yeah. Like, all around you. It's like you're a fucking snow globe. Yeah. And that's them around you. I will take a video because I was outside talking to, I want to say my contractor or something, and I was like, oh, my God, because he has a white truck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we move over here? Because it was just like, Ugh. They get everywhere. They get inside. They get in your vehicle. They get... In your life. Yes. We, we're being so extra, but they really are, they never fucking go away. Oh, we had to, because, so, I mean, you had no air for mm-hmm. two weeks, so. Yeah. I mean, other people had it without, way longer, but I'm just oh, saying yeah, for yeah. us. Where we were. So we had our windows open. Old house, not all of the screens actually keep shit out. Yeah. So I had to sweep up dead love bugs. Because cause they, their lifespan's like days. Yeah. Oh, like, why are they here? I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. So, if you don't know what a love bug is, which I know you're like, uh, you think that's bad, we have blah, 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 which yeah, we don't that, have. like, actually bite or yeah, something. Yeah, it's just the most annoying thing. Useless thing. Yes. But, yes, they will tear up your paint job. On your car, yeah. On your car. When they die and they stick to it, they'll, like, their chemicals or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We had a white house with some brick. After Katrina, it was like a pale yellow. 
Oh, no, no, we painted. Sorry. I was like, I wish y'all could have seen my face because I was like, the, how'd the color change? <laughs> no, we painted it. Like, because the, the love bugs were mm-hmm. so, so bad, bad at your house. So bad. But yeah, that's kind of our, we lived through Katrina. It it came up the Mississippi coast. This is kind of a little bit of a sore subject, tangent because <laughs> the Weather Channel literally referred to Mississippi as a landmass between Louisiana <laughs> and Alabama. Literally, that's what they called the actual direct path yeah. of the eye of the storm came straight through Mississippi, mm-hmm. and we were the landmass in between yeah. Louisiana and or between New Orleans and Mobile. Was that yeah. it, or was it Mississippi? I mean, uh, Alabama and Louisiana. I can't remember. No, I think it was Louisiana and Alabama, but it was like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't even say Mississippi. Anyway, so the levees broke in New Orleans, and God love them. They went through some shit. I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? Uh, shit, about we how- have because of that episode that I did of Zach and Addie. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we talked about... Anyway, okay. Her flashing the people. And yeah, I but like, I was thinking... That's basically what I did to try to do it, but it wasn't. Yeah, but I was just thinking, like, we talked about, like, the... Love bugs? No, because yeah. what we did. But because I was working... As a like, a, this was like in college. I was working as a transporter at the hospital, and like how we lost running water. We had to ship all of our, like, literally fly all of our patients to Alabama that were on dialysis because we mm. didn't have the water to dialyze them. So, anyway, Katrina, awful for everyone. When Katrina hit in August of 2005, Dee Dee and Gypsy, their apartment was destroyed. I wonder if they were in the Ninth Ward, if it was government housing. I bet. I bet they were, which is what was, like, destroyed. Like, water over roofs destroyed. Anyway, so Covington, Louisiana is not that far from New Orleans, but far enough where they were able to have shelters and stuff that people could get to that weren't destroyed by the storm like the Superdome was in yeah. New Orleans. So anyway... So she goes to, they go to Covington, Louisiana, that, to a shelter that was set up for people with special needs. When they get there. Which also pisses me off. Like, you are taking it from someone who legit has special needs mm-hmm. in a crisis. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of, if still not the, but one of, well, I don't know, Sandy was pretty bad too. But anyway, one of the worst natural disasters to hit this country ever. Right. And you're going to be like, well, she needs it. Like, no, you want the comfort Mm -hmm. that this, because you know it was comfort. Oh, fuck yeah. And, girl. So, what she did was, Dee Dee said that all of Gypsy's medical records, including her birth certificate, Social Security shit, everything, was destroyed in the flooding of their apartment. So she didn't have any way to prove all of Gypsy's diagnoses. And so everybody just took her at her word. Because are you going to second guess a mother with a child who's in a wheelchair on oxygen? Because she had her own fucking oxygen, too. Mm -hmm. Got her oxygen, got her wheelchair, got her hairlessness. Got her, you know what I mean? Yeah. All I mean, she, if you just look at her, she's small for her, even small for her age. Yeah. Like we said, her stated age, not just her. She was real small for her chronological age, but you know, is got all of. I mean, she looks 
like she's sick because that's how Dee Dee's designed it. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to second guess this mother who is saying that my house was destroyed because of Hurricane Katrina and we lost everything. And that includes her birth certificate and that includes all of her medical records were destroyed. You're going to take her at face value. Mm -hmm. Well, luckily now, I mean, and I feel like back then too, though, I I don't know. But now everything's in a system. Yeah. Where it's not like, I mean, everything's in a fucking system. Yes. And they have, but it wasn't then, you know, because if you think about like, okay, so that was 2005. I finished, it wasn't. Because even after, like, when I moved to Houston and stuff, we still used hard charts to document for patients on some things. And then it was not long after that that they started using solely the computer system. Yeah. So, so it wasn't, yeah. It, it, I mean, it wasn't. So she just lucky. Well, Dee Dee was not. Yeah. Gypsy. Je- yeah. She was lucky that the Times mm-hmm. supported her. Yes. Her ruse. Her fraud. Yeah. yeah. About everything being in the system. My tangent times are woo, a spike up in here. But I went to a new, like, after hours clinic when I had the flu. Mm-hmm. And again, didn't know I had the flu at this point, but felt like pure shit. And I did not shower. Like, because Kelly went to the doctor. Carrie went to, and I was like, you know what? I need to go. Like, they're <laughs> if going. Kelly goes to the doctor, you need to go. <laughs> Legit, that's the only reason why my ass got up off my recliner was because I was like, shit, if Kelly's going, I probably should go. Well, and I'm like, no, because if, if I don't get better to do the podcast, mm-hmm. Carrie's going to be like, you should have went to the doctor. You know, like, I know. I, I'm an asshole. <laughs> No, but, you know, I mean, duh, that's what I would say to her, too. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like you, oh, you can't breathe? You should have went when I went. You know, so I was like, no. But I was like, I cannot shower. I cannot, like, I. Yeah, because you had the fucking flu. The water hurt your skin. Yeah, like, oh, my God. So I put on a hat, like a little dad cap, you know. And, I mean, I looked so bad. My cheeks were so red, just like my whole body's fucking inflamed anyway. Mm-hmm. So bad. And it's a new place. So they're like, um, I need to take your picture. No. So, yes. And so I had to like lift up my hat a little bit and I was like, is this okay? You know, you can say no. No, I didn't know that. Fuck yeah, you can say no. Well, it's in there. So. Oh, you should see mine I, too for that. I went to. A dermatologist, but it's in the same like yeah, clinic same, thing. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you went somewhere already this year. Which I'm like, yeah, because I've had shit happen to me. Blum, 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 blum. My ducks are not in a row. And I was like, is it the picture with the hat? And she was like, <laughs> yep. And I was like, had the flu. And she was like, yep. <laughs> I'm going to be like, don't look at my skin because it was real bad right then. My hair, everything. But I'm like... Why? When, okay, so my picture for that same system was the day that I did not know if my bladder was falling out of my body <laughs> or if a kidney stone was scraping its way down. Oh, my it was, God. I was dying. I mean, I have never been in this much pain. Oh you know, anyway, yeah. I didn't know if it was a stone. I didn't know if it was like the worst UTI ever. That was the day I was diagnosed with interstitial cystitis, which is like a chronic. It's a mouthful. That's what that is. Yeah, it's like a chronic bladder inflammation. It just always feels like I have a UTI and it sucks. If you watch you on Netflix, 
Peach, her character has it, and I called Karen. And I was like, "She has your interstitial bronchitis." <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. So I, I mean, like I'm not in a good place either, yeah. and I have all, I have not showered either. No, that's a lie. I showered, but I no telling how long it's been since I washed my hair. No makeup. Horrible. Because who goes to the fucking doctor looking good? Right. And so. And they're like, we need to take a picture. And I, first of all, I look like Fat Bastard in the picture. The <laughs> angle that they did is like, it's so beautiful. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like, holy shit. When you, because, you know, because we have access in that system yes. to log on. And it pops your picture up. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a doozy. Oh my god! I need to ask. Can you can just you take my? This? Yeah. <laughs> I would be like that. Doesn't look like me. Like I mean, yeah. Oh my worst day it does, but like so terrible. Please, that was a huge tangent. We should probably I'm get so, back. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> that it scarred me, and like that's not a good first impression on other places that you have yeah. to go. Like yeah, that was me. When they first moved to Missouri, they lived in Aurora. They had a like a little rental house that they had there. Gypsy was honored at the Olay Foundation, which like gave her a 2007 Child of the Year award. That foundation is an advocate for kids who have feeding tubes and like their rights and stuff. So in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a house, mm-hmm. complete with, of course, a, a wheelchair ramp so that she could get in, and. They also put a hot tub in it because it, quote, was good for her muscles. Because, you know, she had the fake diagnosis of muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Dee Dee's up in there with a waterproof dong. <laughs> <laughs> and all the- <laughs> Okay, I was about to go way too far, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um Meanwhile, the hot tub didn't need the jets because it's just like the vibration of her <laughs> vibrator being like the water. Mom, you don't have it on. She's like, yes, I do. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and then meanwhile, the house blows up because the oxygen. oxygen. But um, uh, Dee Dee, I need you to roll outside. Not Dee Dee. Uh, yeah. Gypsy. Gypsy, I need you to roll outside for a minute. Mama needs her time. <laughs> We just, look, you don't need this oxygen right now, honey. I'm just going to turn it off while I go take a bath. <laughs> Not three times. <laughs> and give me some double-A batteries. Just Am slide I? them underneath the door. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. She'll eventually stop laughing. So this house is in Springfield. And the other, so they're trying to, like, make this community, build it up, grow it. And so... One of the other things that they did, too, was they made this, like, this, like, projector so that they could project movies onto the side of the house because she couldn't, like, go to the movies and stuff, supposedly. I mean, super sweet. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Like, how amazing. So, like, all, and, and, you know, all the, and this community that they were trying to build, it was like a project, you know. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build all this community. And the, hey, were they building a community? Well, it was a community that they were building, and the kids in the community that they were building could come over to that house that they built in that community they were working on, so they could watch, they could watch movies and stuff. So, the community benefited, but it's just like, God damn, you know, like, they How many times did she say community? <laughs> 
But, yeah. But they didn't even, you know, whatever. Okay. I mean, at least the community kids got to reap the benefits. Because, you know, she is totally playing up this, I'm a single mother. Mm -hmm. We're fleeing from Katrina. and I can't work. And all we lost everything, which pisses me off because so many people fucking lost everything. And they may have actually, you know, I mean, if they were in the Ninth Ward, they probably really did lose everything. But But it's everything that could be replaced with better stuff because, you know, Dee Dee didn't care about, like, baby pictures and shit because Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to show you as healthy at all. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like... Everything that they lost could She's be glad. upgraded. Oh, absolutely. So, Dee Dee is starting to get really close with, you know, the neighbors and stuff. She gets some little friends. Yeah, they got Friday nights at the hot tub. BYOB, bring your own bullet. Damn. <laughs> Dee Dee had, again, like I said, getting close with the people across the street. One lady that lived across the street, her name is Amy. She was a single mom, had four kids. And, you know, she would come over, they would have coffee or tea or whatever and just get to know each other. They just became really good friends. And while she was there, Dee Dee would tell her her life story, you know, the ups and downs, you know, all the good good. Dee Dee told Amy that they had to flee from Louisiana because her family was abusive. She said that Gypsy's grandfather, Dee Dee's father, was the one who was the most abusive when they fled. And that, like, the last straw for the need to leave was because she alleged, which this doesn't, did not actually happen, that her dad burned Gypsy with cigarettes, which, again, that, that did not happen. Terrible. She also told her that Rod, Gypsy's dad, was a piece of shit, like, said he was an alcoholic, a drug addict, and that he would mock Gypsy's disabilities and... That again, this is all what Dee Dee said. None of this part was actually true, but that he would say that the Special Olympics was a freak show and that he never sent a dime to them and they lost everything. Katrina, and there was a doctor at the shelter that got them hooked up to move to, you know, Missouri, yada, yada, yada. I mean, just like this whole big tale of, you know, whatever. Amy would also drive them to the airport for their medical trips to Kansas City. A mother of four. Mm -hmm. A single parent. Mm -hmm. And those, okay, so when they would do these medical trips, they would stay at the Ronald McDonald House. I'm 99% sure positive that the Ronald McDonald's house is free, but, like, if you say there's a family, you have specific chores that you have to do as part of, like, the upkeep and, uh, like, clean the bathroom or cook or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the chores are. I, yeah. I, I, I forget. But I think it's free. You just have to kind of do your part to keep it afloat. Also, they received free flights to Kansas City for their doctor's visits. Wow. You know, also the ones that the single mother of four drove them to the airport mm-hmm. for. She also, they also got multiple free trips to Disney World as part of like the Make-A-Wish Foundation type thing. They got backstage passes to concerts, specifically Miranda Lambert, which is so funny that I thought of the Pistol Annies earlier because it's Miranda Lambert. (laughs) Easy for you to say. Miranda Lambert. And she, that's who she got backstage passes for. And like, there's like pictures of her with Miranda Lambert. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it's all a lie. I know. And Blake Shelton. And just like, 
All these people. And it's a fucking lie. So, Ugh. and if you remember, here's the part. I was right about the amount. Rod is sending $1,200 a month in child support. Fuck. Also, he does talk on the phone to Gypsy. Like, he's not completely out of her life. He's still in her life. And he really tried to go see her. And here's the thing. Dee Dee had full custody of her. And so he couldn't push it. Because if he pushed it, all she had to do was say, "Mm, sorry about you, boy, bye. And you don't ever get to see her again. So when he would make plans to come see Gypsy, it would get right up to it. And then Dee Dee would be like, oh, she's sick. Oh, it's not really a good time. Exactly. Oh, it's not really a good time. Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so he wouldn't, so he was in the dark. Yeah. And again, he was scared to push the issue because he didn't want to lose all contact with her. Right. He making that check out. Exactly. Definitely cashing it. Absolutely. So he also remembers that on Gypsy's 18th birthday that Dee Dee specifically was like, do not tell her like happy 18th birthday because Uh. as part of the lie they were living, Gypsy thought she was 14. I know. Oh, and so, like, he was like, I couldn't, like, be like, happy 18th birthday because whatever. Which, okay, I will say, I find it very odd that why do we not know her exact birthday when we have her dad and her grandparents and all these things? Like, if he called her on her birthday, how do we not, how is this not something we can, like, what am I missing? You know? Yeah. You know why? Because even if he says, this is when she was born. There's no record of it. True. When Dee Dee and Gypsy would go out in public, Dee Dee would always hold her hand. And it wasn't just she's a loving mother. She used it to control her daughter. Oh. So, yeah. So, anytime Gypsy would start, like, acting too healthy or, you know, talking too much or, you know, saying things that didn't match up with her mm-hmm. fake seven-year-old cognitive ability right Dee Dee would squeeze her hand and she knew like she had conditioned her yeah. to be like oh okay stop talking and that's crazy if she acted too healthy yeah you know yeah but that's so true and like also so gypsy was abused i mean there is no question oh, about yeah. it not only was she abused in the fake illnesses like Dee Dee definitely had Munchausen's by proxy. Like, that is the root of all of this. Mm-hmm. And you can see the progression, like like you were saying. She was doted on as a child, never did any wrong, center of attention. When she wasn't center of attention, she would do things to get the attention. And then she had a kid, and the child becomes the center of attention. She's like, oh, we got to get that back. I got to garner sympathy somehow. Mm-hmm. How do I do it? Oh, I have a sick child. And so she absolutely was abused in that way and that she did not get the childhood she deserved she could not run and play and jump and interact with peers and all of that she was in her house fake homeschooled in a wheelchair that she didn't fucking need using oxygen she didn't fucking need getting tube fed not enjoying food and life and geez from an ot perspective i'm thinking can you imagine like okay so i've worked with kids in the past that have been food had to have tube feedings for like the first few years of their lives because they had some sort of illness or whatever and they've had to have tube feeds for years and when they can 
come off of the tube feed because they have the capabilities of swallowing and it's not going to make them sick and all that about they can't tolerate the food textures and stuff like that because from such a young age they had the tube feedings they never had that developmental progression of different textures in their mouth chewing all of that and so they can't do it and they have an aversion and so you have to work on them being able to tolerate anything touching their mouth and so i'm just thinking like just the the sensory deprivation alone for this child because children their bodies to learn that to to be able to modulate themselves they have to jump they have to run they have to spin they have to do all these things and if she's not getting it because of being quote confined to a wheelchair well, kids who are truly confined to wheelchairs can get it other ways in therapy and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, so that they can self-regulate. But she certainly wasn't. Right. So I just think about just because children have an innate desire to play. That is their job is to play. And no matter the developmental state, physically, cognitively, Children have an innate desire to play. How did that impact her development? So even though she does not, she's not developmentally a seven-year-old, she's certainly impacted in the long run because of this. And I feel like you can even see it like in her interviews and she's still kind of that like childlike Mm -hmm. mentality because she missed so much developmentally as a child. Yeah. And stepping off my soapbox. So... The other thing that she would do to abuse Gypsy was that she would hit her on the hands with coat hangers when she would not do, like, like wire coat hangers, not like the cheap old plastic, like the ouchy kind. Yeah. I've been spanked by a wire coat hanger and it (laughs) fucking hurts. I mean, I used them to rush marshmallows. Yeah. It fucking hurts getting spanked by one. So I cannot even imagine getting whopped on the hand with one. Oh, God. Okay. The other thing that fucking Dee Dee did was that... She said that Gypsy slobbered because of her developmental delay. I'll fake her developmental delay and her inability to eat. I and love all that, that you had to go closer and make sure that everyone knew it was fake. Fucking fake. <laughs> so she said that she slobbered all the time. So she had them inject that child's saliva glands with Botox so that it would quit producing. Oh my. God. One thing said they were removed. I don't really, again, I don't know, but she had some sort of medical intervention because she slobbered too much when she didn't actually do it. So here's my thing, too. I'm like, okay, so you Botox, take out whatever you did to the saliva glands. So now she can't produce what is normal. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's what fucked her teeth up because mm. you're. You have to have saliva for your teeth to be healthy. And if you don't, it's a breeding ground for, like, bacteria, germs, all of the like. That's why they have, like, the dry mouth. The dry mouth, yeah, because you have to keep your mouth moisturized or it destroys your teeth. And so I'm wondering if that's where it started. But I don't know what age she got that done, and I don't know when her teeth started getting really bad. Yeah. And but I, But I'm wondering if those are connected. But anyway... It probably was when she was actually drooling as a fucking kid, and she's like... she was teething? Too much. Too much. Dang. So she said that when her mom was taking her to the doctor to get them to Botox her saliva glands, what her mom did was she put 
topical anesthetic on her mouth, like to numb her gut, like at the doctor. So she actually did oh, slobber when she's at the doctor. God. Yes. Because when it's fucking numb, when your mouth is numb. You can't help it. Uh-huh. You fucking absolutely, you got spit coming out everywhere. Uh-huh. They're like, put this cup, like here's this, because I had to get my like teeth deep clean one time. And she was like, now you're not going to be able to feel it. So make sure you get it in the cup. And I was like, I could totally feel. And by that, like me, just in my mouth, I was mm-hmm. like, I could totally. Oh, it's on my bib now. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll I, follow instructions yeah. now. <laughs> like, I didn't get any in the cup. I didn't. I was like, can I get some more to swish? Because it was just like this bit. Oh, uh, I thought my mouth was closed. Like, so that mm-hmm. for sure. The shit she asked Jeeves for. But I mean, could you imagine her search history? <laughs> God. She said that Gypsy had a ton of ear infections and that she needed the the tubes in her ears. Which, look, that's, I mean, in the grand scheme of the shit she did to this child, this is like the most mundane. Because, hello, I mean, I had tubes twice as a kid. I did too because I pulled them out. But, what? Well, they, I don't know how they were, but I pulled them out. I don't, I don't think that's how that works. You're not supposed to be able to. I wonder, but they do fall out. So I wonder if they had started falling out and you just pulled them out. I don't know. Because they're supposed to fall out. And so we had to go put them, like, get them back. Mm. And then my mom would always have to, like, I'd have to hold the washcloth while she Mm -hmm. did my hair and stuff. Ugh. Again, I mean, ugh. Sorry that my mom took care of me. But, you know, like, it it was, like, as a kid, though. Earplugs. Like, okay. the, like the wax earplugs, uh, like, just like, it's like cheap. It's like, it was yeah. like a box of like four things and you cut some of that. And then you go fucking swimming and they were clear and they'd fall out of your fucking ear and you'd be like, oh, it's my earplug. And you're like trying to look at the bottom of a clear pool and it's like my fucking clear earwax. Oh Where'd God. it go? That is so funny. Then when my nephews got tubes in their ears and they had earplugs, their earplugs were one, blue. You never lost them. Well, you know. Yeah. And two, like. Perfectly shaped, like they were made for their ears. Really? Mm-hmm. When, okay, so I do find, I think that it's interesting. <laughs> what? I know that it didn't make any fucking sense because I was about to start a story about it and then I was like, you know what? Let me backtrack a little okay. bit because I don't understand how when the ENT or whomever did the tubes, when they looked in her ears, they didn't see any scar tissue from all those ear infections to say, mm, she hadn't had them. They're just like, okay, cool. Let me give them tubes. You know what? Probably because Dee Dee was luck of the fucking draw. Like, some people just walk, walk in, the, in light the fucking light. That people were like, I don't care. It's money. It's money. It's a surgery I can do. Get money. Boom. Probably get a kickback from the company that does the plug. If she's, like, on Medicaid, they know mm-hmm. they're going to fucking get paid. Versus, yep. like, whatever. And so, anyway. But she did go to a pediatric neurologist, Bernardo Flasterstein. Did she make him up? Uh Uh-uh. We like him. Sort of. Oh, love him. Sort of. Love that name. Mm Mm-hmm. Has a real ring to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) So, this doctor, he was like, I'm not so sure about this muscular dystrophy shit. I don't know about that. But he was like, I'm going to get, we're going to get an MRI. We're going to get a blood test. Because I really, we got to figure this out. Yeah. Because, again, no records, all up and vanished like a fart in the wind in New Orleans. So, he's got to go off of Dee Dee's word, but he's like, okay, I've got to get some shit on my own. Yeah. 
And when the when the tests come back, there were absolutely no abnormalities. And he was like, I don't see any reason for her not to walk. Yeah. And because he, he also had, in one of the clinic visits, had Gypsy stand up. And she was able to stand up, support her own weight, all of the above. Yeah. And so he was like, there's no good reason for her not to, to be able to walk. And in, so in his note, he, like in his like dictation or whatever, he said that Dee Dee was a poor historian, you know, mm-hmm. being able to tell kind of like what, what had happened or whatever. And that he did contact gypsies doctors in new orleans and found out that the medical records in fact were not destroyed and that the muscle biopsy came back negative which continued to undermine dd's kind of self-reported diagnosis of muscular dystrophy and obviously proved that she lied about the medical records being destroyed in the flood and so he said I think that she's got Munchausen syndrome by proxy. He fucking Neve Scholzman that. Who is that? The thing from the thing. <laughs> Catfish. Yeah. I don't know if that's his last name. So he, so he made note of all this in his documentation. Well, Dee Dee being who she is, she, of course, gets all the documentation so she can keep up with everything, right? Mm-hmm. So she gets his notes and she sees like what he wrote. So she's like, I'm not fucking taking Gypsy back to this doctor. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't ever go back. Well, he never fucking follows up, doesn't call social services, doesn't do anything, and it just vanishes. Like, nothing nothing comes of that. So that is the first time that there's any, like, legit documentation of this situation's fucked up. I think this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem real. Well, in 2009, apparently there was an anonymous call to the police Saying that Dee Dee was using different names and birth dates for herself and Gypsy, and that Gypsy wasn't actually as sick as they say she is. Mm-hmm. So the the police go to do a wellness check, and Dee Dee's like, "Look, my ex husband's abusive, and I had to do that, you know, using the fake names and birthdays and all that to protect us from my abusive ex husband." Well, they didn't follow up on the story. They just believed her, and they said that it seemed genuine that Gypsy was, you know, had a lower IQ or whatever. Right. You know, cog- her cognitive, cognitive development was off, and so they just closed the case. Well, now, we're in, like, the 2010s. Gypsy thinks she's a teenager, when really she's, like, 30. Not really, but she's <laughs> older than that. She's, like, in her 20s, and she's starting to kind of figure things out at this point gypsy goes to her this was either in like 2009 or 10 gypsy goes to her neighbor's house like walks to her neighbor's house standing there all on her own and says i need you to take me to the hospital because there's a guy there that i like like a you know a romantic interest as they say so and and this like newfound kind of independence all came about because apparently Gypsy had found her real birth certificate that had her real age on it. And she was like, oh, hold up. And she started kind of putting the pieces together. One thing I saw said that she found like her Medicaid card or insurance card or something that had a her real date of birth on there. But that doesn't make any sense because she wouldn't 
have been maybe necessarily have been eligible. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I think it was her. She found a real birth certificate, and so you know the because at first people were like, "Well, who's this? Guy, who's this man?" And he's taken advantage of this child who's mm-hmm. underage, who clearly has some sort of developmental delay cognitively. Yeah. You know what? Who the fuck is he? And so she was like, "But wait!" Psh, drops up, brings out her birth certificate, and is like, "I'm of age," and they are like, "Oh." Okay. Well, Dee Dee gets wind of it, and she goes up to the hospital where she says that that birth certificate was issued after Katrina, and that isn't, it was wrong. Here's her real birth certificate. Remember, she has a developmental delay. You know, remember, she has Mm -hmm. the the cognitive capacity of a seven-year-old, don't believe her, and then made Gypsy apologize to everybody. So then... Gypsy thirsty as fuck. She is. She is. One thing said, like, in 2001, she went to this science fiction, like, fantasy convention where, like, they would do, like, costumes. So, I'm I'm picturing, like, a kind of like a Comic-Con type Uh thing. And so, she could be in costumes. She could blend in with people. You know, whatever. Even sometimes, like, in her wheelchair. Well, she went, like, periodically to this. So, at one of those events in 2011... She made a little slipperooey from her mom to go meet up with this guy that she had been talking to online. Because mm-hmm. now we're in like the internet age yeah. where she's going on all these chat rooms and stuff at night when her mom goes to sleep and she's talking to these guys. Yeah. Well, she is going to go meet this guy in his hotel room. So she goes up there to meet the guy. They're about to, you know, bounce a bow wow. And Dee Dee's like, here's her birth certificate. She's underage. Give me her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck. Because he's like, I'm not a pedophile. Like, I thought she was about, you know, age. Right. So he's like, okay, 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 okay. Like, take her. You know, because she's like, he's flipping his flip because he thinks yeah. he's going to get in trouble. Right. So when they go home, Dee Dee apparently smashes her computer and says, like, with, like, with a hammer. And is like... If you get back online and you find you talk to these men again, I'm going to smash your fingers with this hammer. She also, because she figured out that Gypsy was getting on the computer at night, for about two weeks, she started supposedly chaining, like handcuffing Gypsy to the bed. Oh, my So that God. she couldn't get up and, like, do the internet shit. At some point, they did get another computer, though. The fucking Make-A-Wish Foundation probably bought it for them. Mm-hmm. She, Didi also told Gypsy that she had filed paperwork with the police, like proving that like she was mentally incompetent. So like if yeah. she went to them, they wouldn't believe her because they had paperwork saying that she was incompetent. Yeah, and so it was like Didi was covering all her bases because clearly Gypsy was starting to get. Yeah, she's figuring it out. She was like even like getting up and walking around the house and like eating starting to eat some food and stuff like when she wasn't supposed to yeah she's on the internet talking like you said she's thirsty talking to all these boys trying to you know Mm -hmm. you know get a groove back and so Dee's scrambling trying to like cover everything well in 2012 she goes on to a christian dating website as one does when her mom's asleep and she starts talking to a guy named Nicholas Godijon. And she and Nicholas form, like, 
this GoDaddy.com? No. A relationship. <laughs> like, I'm talking, like, combined names on Facebook, in a relationship <laughs> status, like, legit the one. Mm-hmm. Now, Go to John is a the little... The best last name ever. Uh, a little sketch himself. He has... A criminal history, or a criminal record, I guess I should say, of indecent exposure. As one does. And some, okay, some things say different things about his mental health or his the mental illness stuff he has. One thing diagnosed him with disassociative identity disorder, which mm. formerly known as multiple personalities. Some stuff just says that he has autism spectrum disorder and... One thing I saw said that he had an IQ of 82. So usually anything below 70, well, I think I think anything below 70 is like an intellectual disability. Like what used to be called mm-hmm. mental retardation, I think it had to be below a 70. But I think there's something with 80. So anyway, he's right he's on that like way low end of normal, like yeah. way low end. So not officially like an intellectual disability, but he's not whatever. Okay. So she had this neighbor across the street that Gypsy did that she loved. She was a 23 year old. She was like her big sister, yada, yada, yada. She told her that she and go to John were going to elope. They loved each other. They had like a three year online dating thing. Mm-hmm. And she told her friend that they loved each other. They were going to elope. They had already picked names for their kids she like had all these printed conversations between her and go to John that she showed. I mean, it was, I mean, they got, they got it into it. They got some BDSM shit going on. They were prepared. They, they all played mash and said, how many kids we're going to have? Here's the name. We're going to live in a mansion. Is it going to be a shack? How many, um, what kind of cars what kind are we going to have? Gonna drive? <laughs> what job are you going to have? How much money are we going to have? <laughs> we're going to live in a shack and we're going to have a million dollars. Or maybe like, right. you're going to live in a mansion, but you're going to be a teacher. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? <sighs> Mash. Okay. So her friend's reading all this and hearing all this, and she's like, who the fuck is this predator? Right. This is a, she's a child, you know, in her, in her neighbor's mind, she's 14. Mm -hmm. She's not 20, which she actually is or whatever, you know, 18, whatever she is. And so she's like trying to talk to Gypsy being like, you're too fucking young for this. Like, I don't really know, like, who is this guy kind of thing. So they meet for the first time at a movie theater, her and go to John first time movie theater. Then they go to the John and have sex. Well, I as mean, one does at she, the theater. She finally got her thirst quenched. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, I'm in the next stall trying to use the bathroom. And I'm like, uh, I know. Is it a one seater or was this like multiple stalls? Because I guess multiple know. stalls. One, I'd be like, uh, get it, girl. But can you get it somewhere else? Because uh, I've already had to flush three times. Oh, TMI. <laughs> But that's always my look. So they, she said that, like, when she first saw him, like, he was more, like, attractive online. Yada, yada, yada. Dee Dee said that he was kind of creepy. But they kept, like, talking online. I also feel like that's kind of unclear. Like, so he met Dee Dee, but, like, she's not supposed to be online. Like, I don't know. I feel like that interaction to me is not very clear. Mm-hmm. But go to John, goes, comes back to see them, in, or to see her in 
June of 2015. And this is when, P.S., I think earlier I said 2016, like way, you know, three hours ago when we started this this story and I, we were talking, I think I said 16, but it's supposed to be 15. Have you taken a breath on that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gypsy and her mom are at a doctor's appointment, you know, as they do. And go to John sneaks into their house. Supposedly, Gypsy let him in, gave him duct tape, gloves, a knife, but she didn't. She says she didn't. So anyway, they go to the doctor. They come back. When Dee Dee goes to bed, go to John, emerges from his slumber, and tells Gypsy to hide in the bathroom and to cover her ears because he's about to go kill Dee Dee. Go to John, stabbed her like six times, I think. She was asleep. It was way kind of overkill, I feel like, but... Literally? Right. Right. After he after he killed her, they had sex in Gypsy's room, stole $4,000, and left. Now, I do want to say that another article I read said that she was waiting in the bathroom while he killed her mom, but that, like, she was listening, like, she wanted to hear it, mm-hmm. and... That article also said that they stayed in the house a couple of days. They didn't, like, do it, like, kill her, have sex, get the money, and leave. Like, they were actually there a few days. So, I'm not... I thought that, too, honestly. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure which it is, but Mm -hmm. I think that they stayed. And let's just be honest. We know she heard it, listened, liked it, and was like, Uh get that bitch Because then she was like, and now come to me. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. She wanted to listen to that. And it's just not like, okay, I'll be right back. And then he comes back Mm -hmm. with blood. Yeah. And Oh, no. She absolutely knew what he was doing. Like, because they had been planning it online. Mm -hmm. So she knew what he was doing. But I think the... Where the lie is, is that she covered her ears so she wouldn't yeah. hear it. And he told her to. And da, da, da. No. No. You no. don't have sex after Fuck no. That. Somebody kills your fucking mutt. Fuck no. Yeah. They absolutely knew what they were doing. They absolutely... No. Uh-huh. And she was all up in that plan and she was all up in everything. Mm-hmm. Because she wanted out, like you said. We'll go into all that. So... I just don't understand. If you want out... Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to mm-hmm. kill someone? Like, annihilate your family. Like, I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. Hey, maybe say, I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. And maybe just fucking leave. Like, yeah. you don't even have, you, you know what? You don't want to go through divorce. You don't want to deal with all that. You don't, you want to just cut ties and move on. Just fucking do it. Yeah. You're a grown-ass adult. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Exactly. Like, w- I was with another person Got to kill my whole family. They can't. Like, what? Because here's the thing. Yes, let's say in that situation, you don't want to hurt your kids' feelings or whatever because you're having fair, blah, 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 blah. People will fucking move on. Yes. And if they don't, well, at least they're still alive. You right? know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just fucking just move on. Yeah. The alternative, which you have definitely planned out in all of this, it is not for their welfare. Mm-hmm. It is for your benefit. 
after they killed her and they go on the run, like there's some security cameras like showing them at different stores and stuff. They just with a wig. She has on a terrible wig. Yeah, because her head's shaved. She can't. You know what I mean? But she puts this on. Like no, I know she like thinks she's getting. They. I mean, she literally even said at that point she thought that they had gotten away. Mm-hmm. Like, she's up and walking around in these stores. They. <laughs> this is how. Whew, these people are. They planned, but they did not plan well. No. They mailed the murder weapon to his house in Wisconsin because they did not want to be caught with the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. So they fucking mailed <laughs> the knife to Wisconsin. I feel like that's a felony. Right? <laughs> also, so then they took a bus from there to Wisconsin. Lots of people saw him on the bus, and they were like, she had on this weird blonde wig. She did not have a wheelchair Yada, yada, yada. So, now we're into, like, June 14th, and they're like, well, shit. Been a little while. Nobody's fucking found her. So. Which is sad in its own yeah. thing. So, they, Gypsy and Dee Dee shared a Facebook page. And. As one does. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, on the Facebook page, they posted a status update that said, the bitch is dead. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. Somebody gonna find her. And they sat there. You know, this was like a long fucking 17 minutes. So they're like, hmm. Okay, nobody's responding. Hmm. Hmm. Did someone hack into your account? Yeah. So they're like, well, I don't fucking know it. Okay. Nobody's responding. Hmm. 17 minutes go by. So they're like, okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna comment on it. I'm gonna get these people to, I'm I'm gonna get them to pay attention. Go comment on it. And so they... Click reply, and they say, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter, dot, dot, dot. Her scream was so fucking loud, LOL. First of all, why you got to comment on her size? Right. A fuck you. Mm-hmm. She was an extra large pizza. She That she was. And who fucking cares? I mean, she was living her best life. Look, she had she had four fucking thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> She's living her best life. Don't you be hating on her size? <laughs> She's a terrible woman, but her size has nothing to do with it. Exactly. I mean, fuck. All right, I, we see that. You, you know why? Fucking Disney did that to them. Uh-huh. All the bad people in Disney are fat and ugly. Uh, hey, they're not ugly. The Ur- Ursula is not ugly. So then people were like, because so the friends were like when they saw the first status update they were like oh they must be watching a movie or something yeah and they're like well that's weird but what the fuck are they doing but then when they saw the comment they were like oh shit like they've been hacked like let me go see what's happening you've been hacked (laughs) no bitch no bitch she dead i just learned urban dictionary and i'm being cool (laughs) like lol AFK. <laughs> IRL. She did. <laughs> Wait. AFK. Got to mail the murder weapon. <laughs> Head to the post office. Is anything flammable? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no. Any uh, biological matter on this? <laughs> yeah. No, just the blood. So anyway, so they were like, okay, okay, okay. They call in. They're like, oh, fuck. We can't. Nobody's picking up the house phone. Like, nobody's answering the door. Like, oh, shit. So they call. Well, April, her only friend... Has four fucking kids, and she's a single mom. So she ain't got no time for Dee Dee uh-uh. to be like, oh, I haven't seen Dee Dee. Like, she's like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing laundry. I watch Marie Kondo, and I need to spark joy. Exactly. And that fucking sassy-ass post does not spark joy in me. No. So, boy, bye. 
Okay. So now they're starting to be like, oh, shit. So they call. Because, they, like, they couldn't even look in the, like, when they're knocking on the door and stuff, they can't see anything because there's, like, a protective film over the windows. And so, like, shit, I can't see anything. No, but nothing's happening. So Meanwhile, because her handicapped daughter's walking around Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. So she oh, needs exactly. so she's the seat. Mm-hmm. But they're like, shit, her, her van's right out here. Like, something's wrong. Yeah. And so they called 911, and the police were like, look, we can't go into the house without a warrant. And so one of the neighbors, like, climbed in through the window. And at first, he was like, okay, well, there's nothing in, you know, here. They, like, let him in. All the lights are off. The air conditioner's, like, blazing. And... They're like, well, there's not really any sign of, like, robbery or anything like that. But then, and they see, like, all of Gypsy's wheelchairs are in the house. Couldn't go far. Yeah. And they're like, the police end up finding her body and see that she had been stabbed. She's been dead for several days. And they're like, shit, there's no sign of Gypsy. They start a, like, they have a little vigil for her. They start a GoFundMe to take care of Dee Dee's funeral expenses and they're like, and maybe even gypsies, like, and then they start yeah. out this, like, search for for gypsy. Mm-hmm. So now, but in the background, the police are starting to kind of figure things out. And the neighbor came to him and was like, look, she, she was talking to me about this guy that she's been talking to on the internet. He's older, like, they're, you know... Talking very sexually. I really think that he's taking advantage of her. He's older, blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, she was like, I think you need to look into this guy. Well, the police were able to use the IP address that had been used to make the Facebook post because, uh, duh. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Well, the next day they go up there and they raid, go to John's house, and he and Gypsy are in there and they surrender like, they, you know, no no big drama. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. They take him into custody on murder charges. But you don't have the murder weapon, do you? Mm-hmm. And felony armed criminal action. So the news breaks at like, oh, we found Gypsy. She's okay. Yeah, they're, they're so like, happy. Yay. But then the Green County Sheriff is like, um, things are not always what they appear. And then they... Get the dun-dun-dum. <laughs> Gypsy was never sick. Dee Dee was physically abusing her. It was all a ruse. Gypsy ended up finding out, like, three years, four years ago, she's been dating this guy. They plotted. She, like, they killed her mom. And so everybody's like, holy shit. And so. Right. Can you imagine? No. So, long story short, <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> Remember that time I was like, long story short. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. Long story short, she ends up taking a plea because she wasn't technically the one that killed her. She takes a plea and she gets 10 fucking years in prison. And the the plea that she took, she will be eligible for parole in 2024. Wow. So the trial for Go to John was eventually, I mean, was, sorry, was postponed because they were trying to get more psychiatric exams on him because, again, his IQ is 82. They're like, he's on the autism spectrum. He's got diminished capacity, yada, 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 yada. So he went to trial of November of 2018. Dang. Gypsy did testify at his trial. She said that she did tell him, like suggested to him to kill Dee Dee. 
to end the abuse. She said that she did think about getting pregnant because she hoped that, like, carrying his child would, like, end the suffering with her mom. Blah, blah, blah. Lies, lies, lies. The, so, the jurors deliberated for two hours, and they found him guilty of first-degree murder, and he's supposed to be sentenced February of 2019. Whoa. Yeah, so I think that that's why some of the, like, the stuff is coming mm-hmm. out about him right now, because it's, like, picking back up, yeah. because he's about to be sentenced, and he was, I mean, he's found guilty, like, in November. That so is it's fucking very, crazy. very fresh. Yeah. So, I think that what makes this case so fascinating to people is that people were fucking played. Gosh, yes. And you have this, it's such a, between a rock and a hard place, because you have this child who was physically and emotionally and mentally and all of the things abused throughout her childhood into adulthood. Her whole life was a lie. She mm-hmm. thought she was sick. She thought she had cancer. She thought she had all these things. She thought she couldn't fucking walk. She couldn't eat. Her teeth rotted out. You know, oh, God. all of this shit. But, you know, and it, she ended up finding out it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And so when she tried to start regaining some independence to kind of break away, she started meeting men online, that sort of thing. Her mom shut it the fuck down. Yeah. And so she kind of got that little bit of taste of freedom. And then... What does she do? She does exactly what her mom has taught her for 20, however many years. Mm -hmm. And she manipulates someone to get what she wants. And so she meets John, who has already has a history of some criminal activity. I mean, clearly not murder, but has a a lower IQ. And not that I, I don't, I truly don't think that Gypsy is extremely intelligent. I don't think she's right. I think she's slightly below average when it comes to intelligence. But anyway, but she's smarter than go to John. Yeah. And I think so that she knew how to manipulate him. Mm-hmm. And so you have that rock. And then now the hard place is, well, she killed her mom. You know, it's like she, yeah. she committed murder. She is just as culpable as he is for committing this murder. She set him up. She, I mean, it was her idea. It was all her too. Yes. And so it's like, she killed her mom, but her mom abused her. But she still killed her. You know, and so yes. it's just like this rock in a hard place of... Well, and it's not crime of passion. Mm-hmm. This is planned. That uh-huh. is a difference, uh-huh. too. You know, with the abuse. Again, if you're having this opportunity to think about, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, leave. Mm-hmm. Do something. Obviously, you can fucking walk. Uh-huh. You know, so go. You're old enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you've learned all of this. It's not like one day she woke up and her toes wiggled and exactly. she was like, oh, fuck. And then was like, you lied to me. And then stab, stab, stab. Uh-huh. Not that at all. That would be different. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like trying to play everything else. She played herself mm-hmm. in the last bit. Well, and that's the thing. It's like... Even if, let's just say that Didi had given all this information to the police and all that, and it's like, well, they're not going to believe you. Mm-hmm. They eventually would, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to do, like, one fucking math problem, and they're like, oh, okay. You know right? what I mean? Yes. Like, they would eventually go, no, she's she's smarter than her mom's lead. Yes. Not, you know, and so 
all she had to do was walk in and be like, hello, I'm walking, I'm talking, yes. I can eat, I can this, watch my hair all grow, you know? Yes. And I mean, they'll be like, oh, okay. Right. Also, I want to know how she got rid of her feeding tube because when she went on the run with him after they killed her mom, they found her wheelchairs, her oxygen tank, her feeding tube, all of the above at the house. And I'm like, okay, how you got that feeding tube out? Because if it was like a, a peg tube that's like in her stomach, that's like, that shit is like sutured in. Like that is not just like a bloop pull. Right. You know what I mean? How she got that shit out? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you may, I think you can just pull it, but what do I know? So this one has all the feels, all the emotions, all the make you sad but piss you right the fuck off. And it's like you almost don't know how to feel because you do – I don't want to put project feelings, but me personally, I do feel sorry for Gypsy because Mm -hmm. her – I mean, she lost a lot of fucking years. And she is quoted saying that she, in prison, is basically free for the Mm -hmm. first time in her life. And she's – somebody asked her – if she was able to choose stay in prison or go back and live with her mom, she she chose to stay in prison. For sure. And so it's like, you know, when you when you look at it in those terms and just the shit life that she lived and that she was trying to find her way out, everything she tried and her little brain yeah. didn't work and you know, Diddy could outsmart her and, you know, because yeah. she was more worldly and had actually done things and you know I will say on that where it's like I would choose prison. Of course, she's going to say that, though, because she's got to play up that it was so bad. So true. At her, you know, she can't be like, I love my mama and I'd rather be with her. Like, no, it needs to be, no, she was pure hell and all of that, too. There are some, like, kind of conspiracy type things about how much Rod, her dad, and her stepmom knew and how much were they maybe involved versus not. Like... In the scheme, because... I mean, he's still paying, though, too. Like... Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like he wouldn't still be paying... Yeah. If he, if knew, he yeah. was in on it. Yeah. Well, and... I mean, they just... They got a lot of shit with social media and all of that. Yeah. Like, once it all kind of came out, and it's like... I mean, again, do I think that he's perfect and that all of that? Absolutely not, because nobody is. And I'm sure he's done some shit that... He mm-hmm. shouldn't have done, or he regrets, or whatever. Which is probably why, being at an arm's length, if that was the best it could be, that was the best it could be. Because he didn't want to push it. Because exactly. there's probably there probably are some moving parts that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, again, I think he did the best that he could do with the circumstances, and that he couldn't push it for certain reasons. Yeah. And Well, and Didi's such a fucking puppet master, mm-hmm. and so skilled at it, that it's so easy. Not easy, but... To be like, he did whatever. Mm-hmm. And. Because there's no telling what she told him about. If you pursue this, I'm going to take her away from you. You'll never see her again. Right. Or you'll never talk to her again or whatever. And he's like, okay, well, if she's keeping me away from her physically, at least I can call her. You know? It, yes. So it's so hard. But, I mean, sure. No one is perfect in this whole scenario. Mm-mm. They all played their part. And Didi made sure they played a well. And I think that it's interesting that you did the story that you did on the same day that yes. I did mine because I think that they go hand in hand about not judging a book by its cover and doing your due diligence as a human being. Yes. To get to know people and to get to understand people's circumstances and life stories and that sort of thing. And because we all are a human lie detector, mm-hmm. you know, in your gut 
You know in your gut because these people did too. These doctors did too. These and and there could be a whole nother conversation on the medical community and how that she slipped through the cracks and just the the lack of follow through and follow up and yada yada yada. But listen to Doctor Death and exactly different angle, but same, same thing. Shit, yeah, and so, but I, I think that these people in the neighborhood truly knew. Mm-hmm. To some extent, I, now granted, if they weren't around them a lot. They probably were stunned, but yeah, I just feel like in their heart of hearts, they knew, especially later on, mm-hmm. early on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, because she's like a, when she's a kid. I mean, think about it. If your mom was like when you were five or six or whatever, was like you have leukemia and it makes your hair fall out. You're going to be like, oh, my hair's falling out, and it, yes. you know what I mean when it's just it's normal fallout. You know, yes, it's like you don't. You don't know any different. So mm-hmm. your mom tells you you have no reason to distrust her. Mm-hmm. Or your mom says when you're, you know, this motorcycle wreck made you not be able to walk. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can't walk. And then you're right. like, you know, it's almost like well, you you're conditioned. You are. Yes. It's like a you're conditioned. Yes. And also this is the episode, How Many Times I Can Talk Over You. No, you're fine. But <laughs> you don't know your own strength. So... You're like, no, I can walk. And she's like, no, you're going to break your bones Mm -hmm. if you take 10 steps. So you can only take five. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, let me sit down then. Mm -hmm. You know, as a kid, I mean, you really can feed them anything, which is why I never want to be a parent. Because I don't want to feed them the wrong fucking thing. I know. You know? Well, that's what makes you, you, DD, and that her DD. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. So I feel like this has been a really long episode. So I feel like our sum up of what do we learn should be don't judge a book by its cover and trust your gut. Yes. And then that applies to both because I could go on a tangent on this for another three hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. Me too. And also, as Ellen always says, be kind to one another. Oh, my God. Yes. Hey, question. Was there anything that, because I know you love this story. Was there anything that you were like, oh, my God, about the story that I didn't cover? No. Uh, Well, I just love the commentary of, like, the teller at the bus and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. of just being like, that girl's wig and, like, she was acting, you know, just that kind of. Because she's fucking odd. Oh, God. Well, bless her, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she has every reason on the planet to be odd. Yes. But also, it's just like the commentary that it's only things that really could be on a TV show. Yeah. Like, them checking into the hotel and, like, canoodling and just, like, living their life. And they were, like, one of their defense things was, like, they were nervous. They didn't know what to do. Whatever. But then you have all this CCTV footage uh, and of them like, being like, "We on a honeymoon, we live in it," them. Uh, you know. And it's just like, but they had no fucking clue because she's sheltered as fuck, uh-huh. you know, and stuff. So it's like she doesn't, she doesn't know there's know. all this CCTV, yes. and, and then he doesn't have the intellectual capabilities to be able to put those pieces together. Yep. And so they thought they'd fucking gotten away with it. Yeah, I will say she should have fucking gotten way more time. Oh. God, yeah. That is such bullshit. And, you know, and that's going to be a probably very unpopular opinion because I know that a lot of people think that she shouldn't have gone to jail or she almost is like a vigilante because of what her mother did to her. But that's not where I stand. No. Uh, She, she, again, like you said, it was was not a crime of passion. She had known 
and I'm not right here trying to va- blame the victim because she had known for years that what that it was all a lie. But she waited until she had Nicholas go to John and planned this with him mm-hmm. and and executed the plan. It was first degree murder. Yes. If you look at the, you know, because I'm an attorney and I know, <laughs> I know the exact definition, but she planned it. They executed it. She is just as culpable as him. Yeah. I Regardless of agree. what Dee Dee had done in the past. Yeah. I mean, Dee Dee's a trash human. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, again, I mean, like, we've reiterated 25,000 times, leave. Do. And, and and that's where it's hard. You don't want to victim blame. Oh, no, not, it's not victim, I'm sorry, I'm not victim blaming, because, again, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, you don't have to kill, I feel yeah. like. And that goes for all situations in the, I mean. Don't kill fucking people. Like, yeah, well, like no. what we were saying, like the family annihilators and all of that. And it's yes. like, and you're killing your whole family just because you had an affair and you want to be with this person. Like, that's dumb. You know, like yes. that. Oh, God dang. What's that murder where they kill each other's spouses? And then like, there's like video of them, like oh at a CVA or at a Walgreens parking lot. And it's like, like yes. total busted. Well, even like the guy you did, John List, I was listening to my favorite murder with Conan, mm-hmm. again, which I really like that episode. But he talked about John List, and I was like, Carrie did him. But he was saying, and I think you touched on this, too, but how he lied about all that shit, mm-hmm. and he had that Tiffany mm-hmm. glassing that, like, was, like, quadruple what his debt was. Mm-hmm. Could have solved everything. Yeah. And it's like, and he's intelligent and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. just think it through. But... Again, not to victim blame because I've never been in that situation. Right. And I've never, so I, I don't know what it does. I'm just saying as a third party observer, I'm like, for the times that you have, like the time it took to plan mm-hmm. these murders, I feel like you could have came to a different conclusion of, I'm just going to separate myself. And if you don't fucking care about the family, be like, let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Sayonara. But with somebody like John List, it's all about the optics mm-hmm. and what it makes them look like. Oh, yeah. So they would rather kill him and try to get away with it and Which move he on. Did. Oh, oh and he, yeah, he did for a long, long time. fucking time. And, and move on and create this whole new life yep. and to actually deal with the problem. So I'm sorry. This. This episode Whew, is long a, episode. Whew. Good one though. I mean, I you know I love this story, and your story was really good too. Although it made me want to crawl up in a ball and cry. But, I know. So, ugh. so what we learned was don't judge a book by its cover. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. And then, like Donna said, we're stealing it from Ellen. Be kind to one another. <laughs> Straight stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.